Let's play ball, it's game day. We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Take the field, hear the roar of the crowd. Ah, yes. Those are the dulcet tones of Scott Staff in his song, Marlins Will Rise. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dugout Talk. This is your host with the most, Adam Danger, joined with my colleagues in time. We've got Joshy Numbers. Joshy Numbers, how's it going? Hi, hi. Also, uh, it's Marlins Will Soar. Uh, What did I say, please? What did I say? You said Marlins Will Rise. I knew it. I I was practicing... Uh, and I'm not going to edit this out. I need to be shamed for this. I need to be shamed. Uh, Marlins will soar. Also, you know, you know we, what's? Oh, cheers. I was going to say. You know what's great about that title is uh, Marlins can't fly, so they can't soar. <laughs> so he's got two things wrong. Scott Sapp has two things wrong with that. Uh, joined also with uh, Beetle Ed. Beetle Ed. Now we call him Philly Ed because he's in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Edwin, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. How are you guys doing? Sorry I'm late. Uh, well, it's not late to the listener. They just turned this on. That's true. Now we're doing well. Echo, then. No, you're fine. You've got a real like wall of sound thing going on. Cool. It's a nice echo. Well, fans, we know you've been waiting for this. We know you've been waiting for uh, Dugout Talk. We're on the precipice of the MLB playoffs. Here's the thing. I'm really just excited because I didn't even think we were going to get this far. <laughs> In the baseball season, in the MLB season, I had no idea we get to a point where we were actually going to have any kind of playoff format. So that is a success in and of itself. What do you say? I'm I'm right there with you. I thought that especially after uh, after like St. Louis had played like three out of twelve games at one point or whatever the hell it was, I was like, well, this, this season's going to get shut down in a couple of weeks, and you know, um, the Marlins won't make the playoffs again, but. Here we are, and there's the playoffs, and look at that. The Marlins are in the playoffs. They're soaring. Yeah, I I unmuted myself. I had to mute myself so I could close my windows. And then I started touching my laptop screen because I thought it was an iPad. But, um, yeah, I'm, you know, Freddie Freeman, which is another topic we should touch on, obviously. Uh, Future MVP Freddie Freeman was saying that, it felt like a 162-game season, and oddly, it really does. And I didn't. I. I mean, we all thought it was touch and go that first couple of weeks. And thank God we're here because I think the playoffs are going to be the best part of all. No, I was going to say I think that's a that's an astute point. Is now we're kind of getting everything condensed. We're gonna throw away some of the bad teams here, and I think much like uh, basketball has been where. Uh, you had basketball starting up and they were in this bubble and they were playing, everyone's playing pretty well. Now we get to the playoffs and the intensity's turned up, but the games have been tremendous. They've been really excellent uh, exhibitions of basketball. So I can foresee that happening with the MLB. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see it happening. I think one of the problems and issues that may arise is since they've expanded the format for the playoffs and you have more teams going in, um, you're going to have some first round series that uh, 
aren't going to be too competitive with some lousy teams. I mean, just kind of looking at it, um, Houston, I mean, I'm a, a bit huge Astros fan, but uh, that team is just, they're, they're awful. They're bad and their, their pitching's terrible and they've been rattled with injuries. I can see them being a, a first round exit. Um, as much as I, I want to believe in, in Miami, I don't know if they really have much of a shot. Um, same thing with, with Cincinnati. Um, you know, I want to believe, you know, but we'll, we'll see, but, you know, hopefully after that first round, we'll, we'll get more competitive matchups. I mean, I think the, I think the first round will be fascinating. You have to, you can't disregard the fact that, I mean, is it not true that the last two times the uh, Marlins made it to the postseason, they won it all? That's correct. 2003 and 1997. So they got a pretty good track record. Hey, is Dontre Willis still pitching for him? Uh, no. <laughs> is that a like serious a, question? Well, like, I just remember he would form, like, a wishbone. Like, his one arm would go directly to the opposite. He'd have his arms almost like a wingspan out, and it would just go almost like an accordion or some sort of bow and arrow. And then, boom, he'd throw it, and he had these big teeth. I remember Dontre Willis just had these big teeth. <sighs> And he had this like really uh, expansive throwing motion, but you're saying he's he's not with the Marlins now. He's he's on like Fox or ESPN, like he's an actual like analyst now. But that O3 Marlins team, like that was a hell of a team with him and Josh Beckett and Jeff Conine, uh, Miguel Cabrera, right? Yeah, that team was stacked. Was Edgar Edgar Renteria was uh, on that team? I think, or was he yeah, there in '97? Yeah, he was uh, he was there. That that team was kind of loaded, and then of course, in true Marlins fashion, um, they tore it down. But you know, twenty twenty is a new year. Marlins will soar. Um, base hits, double plays, baby. Double plays. Who wrote that song? Well, did Scott Stapp write that song? And he just like looked up baseball terminology, or I believe Marlins sure. man wrote that song. <laughs> Marlins a, man and like Scott Stapp just doing like a mountain, like a mountain of cocaine in Miami and just being like, you know what we need to do? Write the ultimate fight song for the then Florida Marlins. And um, in the, vid the video, the video is great because like Scott Stapp is doing that thing where he's wearing a headset and he's singing and like he's closing his eyes and singing real passionately. And he's wearing a uh, he's wearing like a customized Scott Stapp Marlins jersey. And in the back, you can see, like, a platinum, like, human clay Creed album. And he's just, <laughs> he's just going nuts. Like, the video's amazing. Can you take me higher? So that's already a theme of his music is higher, soaring, things just going up into the air. Or maybe he's, like, a real optimist. You know, he's like, can you take what blind men see? I think with Arms Wide Open was about, like, catching a fly ball. Oh, my God. Well, he's a man of faith, you know. He's a true he's Christian. And we're not knocking that at all. I, you know, you know, uh, Baba Booey to you too, sir. But, you know, I just think he, he has a type. Scott yeah, well, he, has, he certainly has a type of song. <laughs> it's a great, great song. Him and Marlon's man should do a whole album. That would, uh, that would be like the baseball version of uh, Brian Eno and David Byrne. I was going to say that album that Elton John and Leon Russell did. What was it? The Union? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a decent album. <laughs> but it's going to be about Florida Marlins. 
I think even worse is like when Clapton did an album with BB King. Oh, is it Riding with the King? Or Riding with the King? King? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you had me going. You know what we yeah. should do? We didn't even plan this, but obviously we need to give our a postseason picks. Okay. Uh, well, you start first, Beetleite, since you proposed this wonderful idea. Okay, so we'll pick we'll pick the champions of each league, and then we'll pick a World Series champion. Um, I'm gonna say that uh, the Braves are yeah, gonna really- win the National League, and gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> Let's say the A's. I'm just pulling stuff out of my ass. This is a dumb idea. All right, Braves A's. Um, Braves over A's in seven in the World Series. And I'm willing to bet any amount of money on that. I, I, will, I will take that bet. Um, I used to be a gambling man, but uh, I'm not anymore. I, uh, I'm just kind of looking through the NL. I think I can see the Dodgers coming out of the NL again. Um, I know that they've had their postseason woes, and I don't really like them because they've been uh, kind of babies about the whole Astros 2017 thing, and they won't give it up. Uh, But that's another story. But I I can see L.A. winning it. They've been kind of the dominant team in the NL. As for the AL, uh, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I think they've just been so consistent all season. Uh, Oh, yeah, they're good. Decent pitching and, and, you know, good hitting. I also think they're kind of playing with house money because I don't really think uh, anybody expected them to be this good. I think people expected New York and Boston to be good. And um, New York's fine, and, and Boston's the cellar dweller in the AL East. Uh, Toronto is is also in the playoffs, but I don't know if they're going to make it past the first round. But I think Tampa Bay is going to win the AL, and I think they will uh, They'll actually be two-time champions because I think they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. They'll probably win tonight, and then they're going to end up winning the World Series. So. They're going to be Tampa the stars. Bay. Yeah, they're they're up three one on the stars. So I should have I should have actually looked at the standings before I made my predictions. <laughs> well, I rescind. I rescind because the A's are notorious choke artists. We've all watched them in, or I don't know. They choked last year, anyways. You're always rooting for them as the underdog, and they let you down. The so I mean, the cool. Twins look good. Twins look good, and the Rays look good. But yeah, the Rays, that's pretty convincing. I, I mean, obviously, that, whoever it is, they're going to lose to the Braves. I would say that, the, that the, the AL is just full of chokers this year because you have Toronto, Minnesota, oh, Cleveland, yeah. and Oakland. Like, chokers. all four of those teams are just going to probably shit the bed come playoff time. Well, yeah. as ever, the two of you are incorrect. This is going to be an Ohio versus everybody World Series with. The Cleveland Indians facing the Cincinnati Reds. That is my stone cold lead pipe lock of the week. Nice. I like that prediction. Did you I mean, like not, my Ohio versus everybody? Yeah, that's good. Oh, H. The Reds could um, do it. Ohio. Well, you know, a lot of people, everybody, a lot of people are talking about, especially with Braves fans, because it looks like they might line up and face the Rays. In the first round, which is a best of three, and everybody's saying, "Oh man, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to face the Reds in the first round with Bauer, Castillo." Did we already talk about this? 
And then, yeah. did you see the quote from, well, they got, oh, right, they got Bauer, Austin. Castillo, and Sonny Gray, who've all pitched great this year. Sonny Gray's got, like, 3.5-something ERA, but the other guy's really exceptional, and Bauer is the uh, favorite to win the Cy Young at this point. But, you know, I was looking at their stats, obviously, because I was getting afraid as a Braves fan. I was looking for something to make myself feel better, and, you know... A lot of these guys' wins have come against sub-500 teams like the Brewers, the Tigers, um, and the Pirates. So I feel like people are kind of overstating maybe the uh, the largesse of the Cincinnati Reds, including Joey Votto. Did you see Votto's quote today? Oh, yeah. Sure did. I don't We're know if we're like freaking here. Oh, yeah. Freaking. He said, we're... A f- we're an effing nightmare, and everybody knows it. I like that. I like that kind of confidence. That's the kind of confidence you have when you're like, um, you're running the Kyra Rouge or something like that. You're running some sort of warlord. Like we're a nightmare, and everybody knows it. Like you're going He's in there scared. to just take over. He's not he is scared. scared. That's the he most, is scared. That's the most opposite thing of being scared ever. Is, no. is telling people that you're the nightmare. You're the bad guy. Well, did you know that? Did you know that Joey Votto, I believe, has the lowest. Uh, road OPS of all qualified batters this season. It's abysmal, and they're gonna be they're gonna be the away team in the first round. So he's scared. Josh, is they're gonna be the have... away. They'll be the away team in every round, even even if they make it oh, past yeah. the first round. He yeah. may have the lowest OPS, but he has the highest uh, OCP, Omni Consumer Products, and that's all that really matters. Hail RoboCop, dude! I watched RoboCop last night. Yeah, I just watched it a couple days ago. Whoa, so weird. good. Was so it OCP? I thought it was like DCP. No, because it's Omni oh. Consumer Pro. Because it's got the little O and the little C inside the O, and then the P is oh, over yeah, the yeah. O and the C. Great logo. Yeah, we're here, and we were like, uh, we found out that my girlfriend hadn't watched it. And we were like, yo, you haven't seen RoboCop? We're watching that tonight. And we're like, that movie is such a subversive satire of commercialism and capitalism and she's like this is like music to her ears and yeah. then afterward she was like i feel like that was kind of overhyped for me it's only robocop like what did she think about when that guy got the toxic waste on him and he's like oh and then they just like they smash right through him and he just like turns I mean, into I, jelly it's like yeah it's not like the most i guess biting satire of capitalism but i think what's great about it is like Four really gory uh, scenes and those like goofy little commercials they show. Did y'all the watch segments. the? Did y'all watch the unrated version? Because Amazon had the unrated version. Oh shit! I didn't know that existed. Yeah, so it, I think it was originally like, and this isn't even a joke. I think NC-17. it was an original like Criterion collection, and uh, they hadn't released that cut since uh, like twenty some odd years. And then Amazon randomly put it on like a year or two ago, and I watched it, and it's definitely a lot gorier than the normal version. And the normal version of the movie is like hella gory. I'm looking at a website that's doing the side by side comparison of the unrated and the, I guess, rated cut. Is there more you know, Ray Wise? After, after the movie ended, I was like, I name dropped because I remember, you remember the band Waves? I know you do, yes. Josh. Oh, oh yeah. This, so, 
A funny story about Wave. So I still get Facebook notifications about events that I was interested in. And on Wednesday, I was supposed to go see Waves in San Antonio doing the King of the Beach 10-year anniversary tour. Oh, wow. Yeah, full circle. Well, I I saw him on the King of the Beach tour back in 2010 in Memphis. And then afterwards ended up uh, at some, like, after party. And I had a brief conversation with him in, like, the backyard drinking a Bud Light. And it was about RoboCop. <laughs> Adam, and he was Adam, like, he was like, RoboCop is is a, is a really good movie, and it's like really violent. And I was like, wow, I've never seen it. And he's like, it's so gory. And I was like, wow, I've got to see it. And I was like, I hope this guy thinks I'm cool. <laughs> Adam and you know, I saw in hindsight. In hindsight, I don't really care. Adam, was... Adam and I saw waves at Lollapalooza during the uh, King of the Beach tour as well. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I, I saw Waves like a couple of more times after that. And yeah, that was. You know the uh, best thing about Waves? Bethany Constantino, Best Coast. I don't know if they're oh, together yeah, anymore. I don't think they're together. Oh, that would be lovely. amazing if they were. Bethany, if you're listening to this, I hope you watched Robocop and enjoyed it just as much as we did. <laughs> Moving along uh, in our discussion today, <laughs> uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up. Uh, about baseball and Philadelphia and the Phillies is that our very own Beetle-Ed, as I stated before, is in Philadelphia. He's living there now. Now, I'd like to get a report on what has your time in Philadelphia been like? Have you run into any Phillies fans? What's it like to be a Brave in a strange land? Oh, I got nothing to report. I barely left the house. Man, it's quarantine, don't you know? Although I have... um. I have left the house a little. I've seen in the in the brief time I've been outside going to the grocery store, going to pick up a Philly cheesesteak. Uh, I have seen a lot of Phillies garb, surprisingly, even though I've been told that they rank third or fourth currently in the terms of the city's most beloved sports teams. But I will say that I have been conscious to leave my Braves hat at home because I'm scared. Which I don't know if I'm probably just like super overreacting, you know, the way like when you move to New York City and your parents give you like mace to take with you because they're just like sure you're going to be attacked. I guess the reputation of Phillies fans precedes them. And I assume that if I go outside with my hat on, I'm going to get like hit with a can of beans by somebody driving down the street. I'm glad you brought up the Phillies being like the third or fourth most popular team in Philadelphia because I was having a discussion with my buddy Owen um, earlier this week and I brought up how I love the Philadelphia 76ers and he was like basketball like doesn't mean a damn thing up in Philadelphia like they're he said the Sixers are probably the fourth most liked team in Philadelphia like I think it's the Eagles. Probably the Flyers, probably the Phillies, and then the Sixers. So I don't know. You didn't include the Temple Owls or yeah. St. Joe's? The, uh, Villanova. <laughs> Nova. Uh, anytime that, also, anytime that like New York loses or New Jersey loses, uh, then that's like the good team. <laughs> Go Devils. Are you guys as excited uh, as I am to see the... I guess you wouldn't be. Although, Adam, you are a self-professed Mets fan. Are you excited to hopefully see the Phillies uh, blow it in these next couple of days? Well, who are the Phillies playing? 
the Rays. Right. So that so. leads us to something that Josh was going to bring best up about record the Mets. In the majors. Oh, never mind. Second best record. Now, Josh, tell Dodgers. us what is the Mets' strategy to get to the playoffs this year? So the Mets' strategy, as of right now, so we're recording at. Uh, How are they not eliminated yet? Uh, they aren't, but as of Saturday, so they have to win all three of their remaining games, plus the Giants have to lose both of theirs, the Phillies have to lose both of theirs, and the Brewers have to lose at least one of those, uh, or one of their games. Fangraphs has that as a 1.1% chance of happening, so there's still hope. Hey, above 1%, that's pretty good. I'll take those odds. I mean, all, all I have to do is take care of business. Win the next three games, boom, boom, boom. Uh, they have to make sure that there's no more fires outside City Field that will, or maybe they do want to fire outside City Field and that will like choke the, that'll asphyxiate the competition. And then they'll just win by, uh, you know, by forfeit, forfeit of life. So I, was I, was watching, kinda... I was watching that game. <laughs> and what it happened? was like, what, well, it really kind of illuminates how, uh, how sort of not charming the area surrounding city field is i guess there's just like a tire lot like a like a dirt <laughs> lot full of tires across the street which i guess a lot of baseball fields aren't in the best parts of town but yes it was like some it was like some kind of tire fire it was toxic so I, man look nasty i was trying to do research before we got on air about the fire at city field and as of two days ago, nobody knows how the fire started. Even better, when I Google searched City Field Fire, there were two results because this also happened in 2018. Wow. Uh, one, of the, one of the best reactions I saw to this was on Twitter and somebody put, it must be a dumpster fire nearby. Oh, boy. You know, I should make it a weekly... We should make it a weekly thing where I just talk about how much I love Keith Hernandez. He's really <laughs> the best. I texted you guys because I was just like overcome with the Braves were playing the Mets a couple of days ago and I'm just like every time I'm just overcome with affection for this guy because there was a play where it was like you know Keith always talks about the fundies the fundamentals that's what matters the most to him and there was a play in which the Braves or no, I was watching, it wasn't the Braves, it was like somebody else, but I was watching the Mets game, and the opposing team did not execute the fundies, which allowed the Mets to tie the game, like, in in the late innings, and was Keith, like, excited? Was he, like, a homer about it? He was dismayed. He was despondent, because the opposing team had... Uh, had a brain fart or whatever, and I just thought that's so great because there's nobody who's like less partisan. I feel like than the SNY crew, and as a Braves fan, I really appreciate that. I mean, they just have to call it like they see it. You know what I mean? They have to. They are so uh, divorced from winning or having hope that they're just gonna like <laughs> you know almost like automatons, right? Like they're just like, yeah, they shouldn't have done that, even though it worked out for the Mets. That's not what should happen. You should win that way. There's honor here. And it's like, you just got to win a game. Jeez. I wish they announced every game. Here's something. Obviously, I've got all the great information because I go on baseball Reddit a thousand times a day. But I saw this was posted today. Get this. A 2020, I'll just read it straight off Reddit. 2020 oddity. 
The Reds are in third place currently in the NL Central, yet have clinched a playoff spot before the second-place Cardinals. Wrap your head around that. Well, how many games have the Cardinals played? Like seven? They have like two double-headers tomorrow or something. Is, They're like is you. The like the semester's up and you're like, you've got all these projects that are due and you're like, just give me a couple days. Uh, I'll turn these bad boys in. Exactly. <laughs> uh, was it Cameron? I don't want to speak out of school, but there was that time where Cameron was like, it was the end of the semester and he was going into maybe his uh, junior year and he had to talk to his computer professor and he had to tell him like, hey man, I didn't finish the work, but I'll I'll get it done over the summer. And was it, I think Dr. Myers, oh my God, talk like this. Ah. And he said that Cameron was waiting in line because there was another guy that was going to his senior year or maybe he was a senior. He was just like, oh, Dr. Myers, I, uh, uh, I didn't really finish this, this assignment. He's like, you know, in the real world, you really have to, you have to make sure that you meet deadlines or else no one's going to hire you. And Cameron, just, I think he was meaning to tell me that, but I also had another year to go. So maybe he thought like, I would get it out of my system. So I don't know if he ever did, but that's what that's what the uh, the Cardinals are doing. Is like they're like, uh, can we get some uh, makeup work or uh, a couple extra days to make up uh, uh, what had happened, sir? Yeah, that's knowing also, the Cardinals, it'll probably work out for him. That's also what the Mets are doing, apparently. But like their professor has already given him the grade, <laughs> and the Mets just don't know it. <laughs> the yeah, Mets are going so, to their parents. And so sad to be. One of those, so sad to be one of those teams that's just hanging on by the thinnest thread. I remember the day before uh, the Nats were eliminated, I saw a lot of Nats like fans were like, they're like, it could happen, man. We could win out and five other teams could lose out and just like start to get a little bit of hope. It's just torturous. Do you better remember- to be better to be like the Rangers, just have no hope. Do you remember when the Mets last year at Shea Stadium, where in September they had that big lead and then they just let it go? And so at the last game of Shea Stadium, it was essentially a playoff game to get into the playoffs. And in Mets fashion, they ended up losing and not making the playoffs. So then after the game, they had like a farewell to Shea Stadium. And it was supposed (laughs) to be, you know, like a happy thing. And I remember reading on a message board, somebody was like, I was there and it was like, the most depressing moment as a Mets fan because we just choked away this big lead and now we're saying goodbye to Shea Stadium and he was just not having it. Oh. So, Adam, are you going to... Wait, let's see. Was that... That wasn't the game that uh, Tom Glavin blew. No, that was a long time ago, I think. Um, yes. Okay, so that was... Johan Santana was... Okay, never mind. Who cares? Um, so are you going to switch allegiances next season? Have you had enough of this Mets business? I haven't. Look, I'm really excited that it looks like Steve Cohen might become the new, you know, uh, principal owner of the New York Metropolitans. And this is something that uh, Joshy Numbers and I have talked about in the past with other sports is that you got to start with ownership. If there's a good ownership coming in, they're going to lay down the law. They're going to put people in charge to make the right decisions. And not only that, but promote those people and give them the ability to make decisions and not undermine them or not kind of shift the franchise towards disarray. Uh, I want to see what happens. I want to see what what kind of uh, stewardship that this Steve Cohen can bring to the Mets. I'm doubling down. I'm uh, doubling down my Mets. Well, you make a good point. 
things can only get better, one would have to assume. Mets Twitter is pretty excited about Steve Cohen owning the team because he's one of the richest people in the world. Um, and he has kind of vowed to spend money, unlike the previous uh, ownership. So we'll see. I mean, maybe they'll throw money at the problems and be one of those like teams that makes the playoffs but never has chemistry. Will they pay off Bobby Bonilla? Will like he finally uh, be like, oh, this is done? I mean, yeah. it's still gonna be it's still gonna be Bobby Bonilla day in this household even if that does happen. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, but money I... is only half the battle. You know, just look at the Rays. Yeah, look at those Rays and look at those A's. Well, they ain't got no money, friend. Who else, who else is punching above their weight? Obviously, the Marlins. Um, the White Sox. Yeah. I mean, heck, half the teams have to be in the middle of the pack or below in terms of payroll that are in the playoffs. Wait, how are the Cubs looking in the NL? Are they going to make it? Yeah, they they have clinched the division. Or no, they haven't clinched the division yet. But, um, yeah, I don't don't know. They've kind of had a rough uh, second half of the season so far. (laughs) I mean, how quickly did the Cubs transition from being beloved underdogs to sniveling, entitled, entitled uh, little shits. Am I right? Garbos. I thought we weren't cussing on this one. Oh, no. Okay, well, you can just cut that whole part no, I'm out. just kidding. Especially because I said the word wrong. Um, well, you no, messed I up one what... word in a sentence, and there's just no recovering. You ever notice that? Well, it depends. Like, are you giving the Gettysburg Address? Then, yeah, you can't recover. If it's some sort of, like, stand-up, then you'll be fine. Uh, but no, like I didn't like. So when the Cubs are like, "Oh, we're the kid Cubs," and this is before 2016, and they're like, "We all had like a pajama day in the uh, dugout or whatever," right? Like, uh, was it Joel Madden was like, "Yeah, we just got to really do some team building things," and these guys are youngsters, and so we're making like grilled cheese in the dugout, and like it was all kind of like, I don't know, I, it was just too cutesy <laughs> for me. Like, I want a dugout to be guys uh, that are you know spitting chaw. And, uh, you know, not having shaved in a couple days. And, like, weirdos, like guys that have that thousand-mile stare when you look at them. That's the kind of team I want. I just want a team of, of guys with just, like, no futures. You basically want, like, the team from the movie Major League. Well, they won, didn't they? Did they? They won the last, like, they go to the playoffs, but I, I don't know if they win the World Series. Actually, I think they they end up losing because that is a plot point in Major League Two. Yeah, I saw the extended cut, the unrated cut. They lost. I saw the Criterion cut of uh, Major League, <laughs> and it Major talks League a lot back. of. All right, listen to this. Listen to all the playoff teams that are in the bottom half of payroll: the Reds, the Blue Jays, the White Sox, the Twins, the Indians, the A's, and the Rays. That's pretty impressive. The Rays have a payroll this year of $28 million. That's insane to me because they arguably have the best rotation that is uh, probably entering the playoffs with uh, uh, Snell, Charlie Morton, who I just love, World Series hero Charlie Morton, and Tyler Glass now. Like, those three I do not want to face in any, you know, five- or seven-game series. Killian Murphy or is it Sylvian? The Scarecrow? Yeah. Tyler Glass now. Spit an image. Google it. 
Well, this must be in 28 days later, 28 years later. Oh, boy. Uh, that, oh was, boy. That, was, that was a spooky one. Um, well, it is Halloween, after all. Yeah, the Rays, I mean, at this point, they're like the de facto kings of player development, at least in the AL. I guess the Dodgers are pretty good at that, too. Well, yeah, but the, the Dodgers, Dodgers are... have, like, so much money. Like, Yeah, they sure do. Sure do, but the Mets have the fifth highest payroll in baseball. How about that? Well, you I'm know, sure more money will solve their problems. I think I, I guess the man to change management. You know, that's what they got to do, and I'm sure that's what they will do. Money can't buy happiness. That's so true. I love these awkward pauses that we have, I and mean, we we allow the conversation to breathe. It's like we're we're in the backyard and we're just drinking some, um, you know, uh, middle to to cheaper beer. Just kicking back. We're all wearing little tank tops and talking all baseball, baseball. Well, gentlemen, did we have any other topics we wanted to talk, touch on today? Uh, I feel like we're missing something. Yeah, so do I. But we're not going to talk about Tom Brenneman and all that. The Tom Brenneman that recently uh, stepped down from his duties for the Cincinnati Reds. We're not That's talking not. about it. Well, but I mean, we're so the Cincinnati about... Reds are doing well now. We you think about it's because? Scott Staff. Well, we already talked about. Can we talk about yeah, the time yeah. that, that Scott Staff almost fought the guys from three eleven on Thanksgiving night? Uh, I don't remember that, but yeah, my was, I wasn't there. It was uh, it was about a decade ago, or maybe even longer. But uh, apparently, on Thanksgiving night, Scott, uh, Scott Stapp was drunk at a hotel bar, and uh, he was being belligerent. And like two or three of the members from the band Three Eleven were there, and they were like trying to calm him down. And he was just being like he was being drunk, Scott Stapp. And then at one point, he said, "Quote Three Eleven, I'm ready to fight." And then <laughs> he was he was like later detained and then arrested. Um, yeah. So, Amber's maybe if he wrote, Amber's. maybe if he wrote a song about that, he could get some kind of like viral momentum going, kind of like Weezer and uh, Plains of Africa or whatever it was. Who's the better? Looking back uh, on our, looking back on our notes, and it says that Adam wanted to make note of the Seattle Mariners missing the playoffs for ninth, nineteenth straight year. Yes. Um, what more? Hooray! Let's pop the champagne for that. Uh, I'm so happy. Well, that does remind me if the Phillies uh, will know now that the Mar- now that the Marlins have made it into the playoffs, the longest running uh, playoff drought in baseball belongs to the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. Suck it, Philly. Oh, yeah. And also, um, like I said, we should worth repeating. Freddie Freeman is uh, looking like a lock for the MVP. That's very exciting. And also. Ronald Acuna hit the longest home run of 2020 yesterday at 495 feet. Did y'all see that? Uh, I did. That was sick. Who's going to win the AL MVP, though? Who are the the front runners? Oh, is like Uh, Nelson Cruz the front runner? That would be something else. Uh, Tim Anderson from the White Sox, I thought, was one of the front runners. I'm going to put my money on Tim Anderson. Well, Nelson Cruz, he's like a DH, right? So I guess yeah. he's probably not. Wasn't Nelson Cruz on the Rangers back in the day? 
Yeah, and then like he had a bad season, and then went to Seattle, and then went to Minnesota, and he's just revived his career. So, shouts to Nelson Cruz, like still doing it, and may actually, you know, has a decent chance of winning a World Series this year. All right, I'm on VegasInsider.com, and I hope you're incognito. I don't want you getting oh. cookies there. Okay, who are even the? Okay, so it looks like well, VegasInsider.com. This is not a plug, although if they want to sponsor us, uh, we're all ears. They've got Mike Trout at three to two odds. How boring is that? Very boring. Is this even this year? I think I'm looking at the wrong. No, this is this year. I say was this 2014? Okay, they've got Trout, Judge, Lindor, Rendon, and Bregman as the top five. Does that make Though, sense? That's got to be last year because Bregman's been injured like most of the season. Yeah, I don't. Oh, this, I don't know what's going on. All right, who are the favorites? You seem to know, Josh. Um, I know Yon, Mankata, and uh, and. Uh, Tim Anderson were uh, up for it for Chicago. Uh, Jose Abreu's got to be uh, up there, right? Yeah, Jose Abreu. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Um, Shane Bieber, even though he, you know, he's a pitcher, it could be one of the late Kershaw years. Um, Jose Ramirez, Jose Abreu, DJ, DJ LeMahieu. Shout out to DJ LeMahieu. Anthony Rendon, apparently. Well, we'll just... I predict... Um, well, we don't need my prediction. We'll see how it plays out. Heck, uh, we won't find out for like six weeks. Let's just, yeah. When did the playoffs start? Playoffs start on Wednesday or something? Tuesday, I think. Yeah, That's Tuesday. Like, yeah. Tuesday tip-off. Oh, man. I'm going to start having nightmares. Is the nightmares I'm, are going to start on Sunday night. I'm excited because one of the best things about the NBA playoffs was that at the beginning, like you had four games a day. So, you know, it would be basketball from like 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. And I think you're probably going to get the same thing with Major League Baseball, too, where it's just going to be game after game after game. No, so, no. Um, so, yeah, if you're bored, uh, there's going to be some... Uh, Really competitive baseball with some really hungry teams with uh, with low payrolls apparently. Hmm. Well, I can't wait for the Mets to make it into the playoffs this year, and they're they're going to surprise everybody. One point one percent chance. Well, yeah, well, keep your eye on the Braves. It's too bad we can't talk about any of the matchups since zero of the matchups have been set, as far as I know. But we'll uh, we'll get back next week, I guess, and. Uh, Get everybody up to speed. Revise our predictions accordingly. Well, I'll look like a, a brilliant mastermind having the Cincinnati Reds and the Cleveland Indians in the World Series. Well, you just might. You just might. I wonder if, like, then Cleveland will get pressured to, like, hey, you need to change your name too, pal. They've already been pressured, and they still won't change it. Yeah. Well, it I think it'll be, it'll definitely be more glaring. Uh, should they go to the World Series? And everyone's like, the World Series with the uh, Cincinnati Reds and the Cleveland The Cleveland team. baseball team. And your next Braves. We're going to change that name, Braves. Yeah, well, they already have, I think, 
the tomahawk chop has gone the way of uh, Tom Brinman, I believe. <laughs> it's been canceled. Thank you, cancel culture. Backed into the shadows. QAnon. Ceremoniously never to be heard of from again. Dropping well, ladies and gentlemen, button. that's all we have today. We've, we've had our QAnon talk. We've had Scott Stapp, Robocop, oh, MLB well, playoff. We'll get to QAnon next time. Yeah, we'll get to some more of the developments there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to another rousing episode of Dugout Talk. This has been Adam Danger, Sheila's Adam Danger. We've had Beta Led, Joshy Numbers. Thank you so much. Ta-ta. Drinking coffee? Oh, you got it. the coffee here. I mean, I know you need, you know, the elite coffee no. brought in from oh, outside. Wow. All right. I, yeah. I, I love the coffee that Russ makes right here in the booth. I, we all know you're a blue-collar coffee drinker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I try not to have special demands. <laughs> well, I either got to have the almond milk or the coconut milk because it's non-dairy. You have a lactose issue? No, I do not. I just not. I don't do dairy anymore unless it's a half pint of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so you're picking your spots, is what you're saying. Let's just say everybody <laughs> could be a. You're a binge something. I, I'm a binge ice cream. I'll buy a half pint. And I'll take that half pint home. I do it like once a month, and I'll wipe it out. I'll polish it off. Half pint? You mean a half gallon? No, half pint. Half pint? No, I'm sorry, a pint. A pint. A pint. Sorry. See, I'm the same way. I can't, as ball four to O'Neill, I cannot have ice cream in the house if I do. I don't have it. No matter how, whether it's a pint, a quarter, a half gallon, I will wipe it out in one sitting. There's a gelato store in Juneau Beach that's around a mile and a half on Donald Ross Road, and it was uh, they were given the the seal of approval, the best ice cream gelato in the state of Florida. Don't ask me who the judges were, but let me tell you, I drive by there, it's like a magnet. So that's why you have to have almond milk in your coffee? That's exactly right. Because those three drops <laughs> of almond milk make up for the gallon of gelato that you're going to eat? Why did it left the base hit from Bader? <laughs> And the Cardinals have two men on.